0: it is conjuring Baek. i am back with another episode of bayek's desert and this episode's topics are going to be sexual and spiritual literacy and Iwapele. in addition to that i'm also going to do the general reading so thank you for tuning in <laughs> So, um, I just did the spread for, with my um, Moonology deck, and I'm going to do another spread with my Black Moon deck for the general reading. Um, but as I was saying um, before I started recording on for the podcast... If you've been watching me or listening to me from the very beginning, thank you so much. It means so much to me. Even just being able to reach one person, like, even one person, like, taking out their time to listen to me, that means so much. You have no idea. It means so much to me. Okay. Alrighty. Alrighty. So, this is a general reading. Expect powerful change. That has been coming. That message has been. There is. Lion's Gate has been lions gating i keep getting that message on twitter everywhere expect powerful change i know so we got i know over expect powerful change a new moon and eclipse in the aquarius card so when this powerful change happens know that you deserve it know you in your every fiber of your being that it is meant for you and you are deserving and worthy of this powerful, positive change that is coming. Next we have, don't let your past hold you back. That is South No. So when we have good things happen to us, because we've been so traumatized by this capitalist society that we live in, we have this thing called imposter syndrome. I hope I'm using this the right way, but... Imposter imposter syndrome is when you don't believe, you feel like you're an imposter. You feel like you're not worthy of these good things that are coming to you, happening to you. And that's just not true. You are worthy. Know that these good things are for you. And own it. Own that shit. So, next to "Don't let your past hold you back, South note, we have Venus love, so this is really interesting um Venus doesn't just represent love, but Venus also represents passion, intuition, so for me, the way that I would I'm interpreting this is being con- <laughs> being attached to the past, being attached to what we used to be. Don't allow that previous attachment to dictate the where you're going and the new things that are coming to you. Allow yourself to break away from the comfort and the love of the previous versions of yourself. Now is the time to embrace new beginnings, embrace who you are turning into. You know, appreciating your past self, appreciating your present self, but wanting and learning to love the new you as well and the new normal. Next we have, it's time to release negativity. So that goes into what I just said, releasing our past and releasing the old versions of ourselves. Um, too often we get so attached to it. Because that's who we've been for so long. But now that no longer serves us. So we have to fully embrace who, who and what we are now coming into. And we have routine. Routine. You see that? Routine. We got routine. Break away from that shit we're starting new routines, new journeys, new paths, new change. I love this for you all. I love this for us as a collective. This is exciting knowing that we're about to be entering these new journeys. I I live for it. I live for it. So yes, um a quick recap. Know that this new positive you're deserving of this new positive change that's coming don't allow your past it's your past to dictate your future um break away from the old patterns start accepting the new you learn to love the new you and the new normal for you and release the negativity of the past and past routines that may have been unhealthy or not quite meant for you in this new you that you're coming into. So that will conclude the general reading. Be right back. Hey, you all. We are back. Well, it's just me. I'm back. Um, so as I stated earlier on this episode, I'm gonna get into Iwapele. And I wanted to do Iwapele before the sexual and spiritual literacy discussion. Um, because I feel like Iwapele will give context to that. Um hopefully. Um, And it'll act as a segue. So, pretty much, if you are not familiar, Iwapele is uh, a principle in the Ifa tradition, the Ifa belief system that pretty much is what is for your character. It translates to good character. And you may hear some people say, okay, well, Iwa Pele is what is meant for you, right? So, oh my God, I'm struggling to formulate my thoughts. So, what is meant for you, right? Um, but I wanted to get further into that because I feel like this is something that a lot of us are experiencing right now. So, you'll when you hear good character, it's easy to take it very literally, it's easy to think that it means okay, well, being a good person and um, you know, doing acts of service, good deeds. So on and so forth, and although that is not um not what it is i also I think something that's commonly overlooked is that good character looks different for everybody, and taboos look different from person to person so there are some people who, and I think I've talked about this on the show before, but there are some people who are put on this earth to cause chaos. There are some people who are put on this earth to be mischievous. And Iwapele, and following your good character, means fulfilling your purpose, fulfilling your role, fulfilling your spiritual duty, right? And... That does not mean positive for everybody. Everybody's IWAP LA is not, you know, bettering the community. And I wanted to talk about this because as young people, especially as spiritualists, we often have identity crisis, right? We have these identity crises. at least I do, and I'll I'll speak for myself, but I've noticed it amongst other spirit workers as well, where we're like, damn, we don't fit in, there's nobody to talk to, this is a lonely journey, and so... A lot of times, our bodies, our spirits, our brains will reject environments, people, places that are not meant for us, right? And this concept, by following this concept of like good character and doing what is following the path that our spirits chose before we got to earth, we are making our lives a lot easier. And the reason I preface this by talking about sense of belonging is because we have to accept that certain things are not meant for us. And it may not necessarily be things that are quote unquote bad, Um, but it could be things like, dare I say, like fame. Um, for me, it was going to bars, clubs, nightlife, like for a long time, my spirit would reject those environments, like catastrophe or bad shit would happen when I would ignore that feeling and then go to a bar or a club anyway. And I just had to accept that nightlife for a period of time in my life was just not for me. Like it wasn't for my spirit and I'm doing myself, I was doing myself a disservice by continuing to try to indulge in nightlife. Right. And so This looks different for everybody because everybody's Iwapele is different. Everybody has their own moral code. They have their own path that they're going to follow, right? Um, It could be, it really could be anything. Um, So just be mindful of that, I want to say, and know that there is nothing wrong with you. There is nothing wrong with you. And, you know, everybody's different. Just because your friends can, like, you know, go do certain shit or, you know, sell drugs that is may not be for you, right? That doesn't mean that you can do that. You might be the bitch that get caught when you try to sling drugs, you feel me? So, you know... Get to know yourself, get to be more in tune with your spirit and your spirit will literally tell you what is and what is not for you, right? So, um, I just, I just wanted, I really just wanted to touch bases on that because it's something that's been on my mind a lot. Um, and also I want to hammer this point this changes this can change throughout your lifetime right so i used to i used to not be able to go and partake in nightlife right when i was young when i was you know 17 18 19 that was my spirit obviously rejected it at that point right i was still being hard headed doing it anyway and like unnecessary bad shit would just happen to me or I would get in unnecessary situations. But recently that has changed. So now I can indulge in not life, but only to a certain extent. My spirit will only allow me to do so much or go to a club every so often. It's not something that I can just do, right? And so a lot of the times... I have to sit out of these activities. And, you know, young people, that's what they want to do generally, generally speaking. Generally speaking, um, younger audiences would, you know, they want to go out, go to bars, go to clubs, experience that facet of life. And I know I felt really alone. I felt really isolated and ostracized because I could not do those things. I, I had no desire to do those things um, at a certain point, right? And I just was like, damn, something's wrong with me. But it wasn't until I learned about the concept of Iwapele and began to understand it a bit more, like on a spiritual level, that I finally understood what my spirit and my body have been trying to tell me for these years. So, you know, lessons learned, right? But, you know, everybody, hopefully if you're listening to this, hopefully some, you know, there hasn't been a bunch of bad shit happening to you because you've been ignoring your, you know, instinct, Hopefully you haven't experienced that. Hopefully this can serve as a warning before you, you know, are put in any situation like that. Um, hopefully this reaches you. Um, but yeah, I think that will conclude my discussion on Pele. And the next thing that I wanted to talk about was sexual and spiritual literacy. So I am back. So sexual spiritual literacy. Um, The very first point that I want to start at is as a people, as a collective, we are doing a disservice to society by ostracizing people based on their gender and sexuality, right? I was gay, I've always been gay, and I knew at a very young age that I was gay. However, because being black and gay is one of the greatest sins you can commit, right? (laughs) Um, It did not bode over so well for me. I think people, I, I came out when I was eight, I came out as bisexual, um, and although people respected my decision and respected me stating my, who, my identity, that doesn't mean that people treated me well, um, a lot of the ostracizing I received was from my siblings who were older than me, obviously, um, and my grandmother was very conservative. Um, no, I don't mean that in terms of we. You know, she was flying a Confederate flag or anything like that. But um, you're um, black people who grew up with black. Conservative parents know what what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, you know, very, what people would say, deem as old school, um, especially in her view of homosexuality. And, yeah. So my life just was made a lot harder by coming out, right? And in a lot of ways, I the idea was I I got the gist that I was supposed to suppress that part of my identity, that I wasn't to talk about it or try to express that. Um, and it did a disservice to me a lot later on in life. Um, I became sexually active when I was 17 years old. Well, I had my first oral, if we're not, I'm not counting abuse, but I had my first oral encounter when I was 15 years old and, and with my boyfriend at the time. And after that, I didn't have any sexual encounter or experience until I was 17. I was a senior in high school, um, this was actually the, my last semester of high school this and i had sex with a 21 year old He was 21 at the time and obviously whoa now that i think about it like I didn't understand. siri is talking oh my god so um now that I'm older, like I'm like a 21 year old and bitch, I'm 17. I know that was like vastly inappropriate, but this is why this is why this is a topic, right? Sexual and spiritual literacy. So because I was not allowed to express myself and I was not allowed to explore my sexuality, you know, I, I never experimented with friends or You know, what, you know, like, because that. I was never, I was never granted the chance to do any of that, nor did I feel like it would be an acceptable thing to do any of that. So, at the point in my life where I became sexually active, I had no idea about boundaries. No idea. I had no idea about boundaries. I would let men walk all over me and just invade my boundaries time and time after again. And now I'm I'm twenty three now. I'm twenty three. I'll turn twenty-four next month and i'm just now realizing how many times i've been sexually assaulted you know i'm and you know like i said i've been sexually active since i was 17 and now i'm now that i'm in a healed space and i know more than i used to about boundaries and what i do and don't like i'm realizing just how many times i was taken advantage of And how many times I've been just straight out assaulted and I didn't even realize it. I didn't even know that this was these things were assault, you know, people taking off condoms, you know, touching a place I don't want to be touched at doing, you know, just you name it. Right. So now that I'm in this space where I can look back and and acknowledge that that was assault, a lot of the a lot a good portion of my sex life has been assault um I'm just that much more adamant about boundaries and about what I will and will not allow, and also that much more adamant about being abstinent um if I'm just going to be assaulted every time I have uh, an encounter, I'd rather just not have encounters. If if it's if we are at this point where men are just that grotesque and just that hellbent on not following directions or listening to your body, or listening to you, I don't want any part of it. Um I'd rather just remain abstinent and in wait. Honestly. And so that brings me to sexual spiritual identity and health, right? Literacy, as I said. So spiritually speaking, I didn't even know I was assaulted. A lot of the times. So what I'm just thinking about the effects that that had, have, has had, having on my spiritual identity and how I relate to sex, um, it's done some, some fucking numbers, bro. Like it's done some numbers Um, it altered me in a way that has made me hard, not, I don't want to say harsh, but like cold, um, without empathy, um, and this is specifically in regards to navigating sex life, right? So, not in my normal day-to-day interactions, but specifically navigating sex partners, it's made me not have empathy toward them um and it's really turned me or or was turning me into a dog these niggas before they dog you kind of feel and i don't want to be that i don't want to not be able to be empathetic or kind and gentle with my sex partners. But then it leads me to this place where I'm like, okay, but also some of these niggas just don't deserve sympathy or empathy. They just don't. Some of and you know, it's like, just get dick from them and have that be it. Fuck them. Get the fuck out. Like, But then I'm like, but if, if you're not even deserving of my sympathy or empathy, you're not deserving of my body. You're not deserving to enter my space, let alone my sexual space. So where does that leave me? And... This all goes back to me not being taught boundaries as a child because I was supposed to suppress my identity. If I had known better, if I had been taught sexual literacy, sexual education, if I had been taught taught about boundaries, I would be a lot better off where I am today. I would have probably have a lot less uh, encounters that are was just straight out assault. Um so, you know, do I have a solution? Um I think we have to be <laughs> the black the black Black people are very conservative, and I think, and, you know, I will, I might get ate up for this, but black people are conservative as fuck. They just are. Um, and, but, like, everything deserves context. So, because of imperialism and capitalism... You know, black people, we used to, and historically, were sexually fluid, um, gender fluid, and black people as we know it today are products of hundreds of years of colonialism and imperialism. It's the level to which black people are conservative is an indicator to the level of freedom we used to have. Um... yeah i wish better for my people and i really do wish the best for us Um, and those experiences these sexual experiences that i've had were unnecessary and could have been avoided if i was taught boundaries my own boundaries if i was taught that my own boundaries should be respected What are boundaries? If I was taught that my identity is okay, that I didn't have to hide and sneak to have sex, you know? So, yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I will depart with this, you know, I'll do my best to depart with words of wisdom, But, if we want to go forward, not only as individuals, but as a collective, we have to be willing to break away from colonialism. We have to accept that we've been perpetrated against we've been brainwashed and we have to accept that what we know is not all there is we can go beyond these conservative ideas these anti-gay ideas, we have to know that we can be more than that. That there's more to be than that. And we have to be willing to do it. So if you've tuned in, thank you so much for listening and watching and or watching. Love you all. Thank you, thank you so much. Hoodoo Bayek out. Mm, Conjurman Bayek.